Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, and it's a good day to be alive in Christ. Hallelujah. I am, <clears throat> I've got my morning voice this morning. It takes a while for those things to clear up as we talk, but I love talking about the good things of the Lord. I've got my coffee cup with me. I've got my family of deer in the background that hang around the neighborhood. Well, God is good to us. He gives us snow for some of us northwestern, northeastern people. We get the snow. You that are in uh, the warm belts just get to see it on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> we actually get to feel it. And it's a good day to be alive in Christ. If you're new to our channel, Thank you for coming by. Sign up or, or subscribe, brother, if you haven't, and hang around. We've got a good journey ahead of us. <clears throat> it's called Life in the Faith Lane, <laughs> the lane of believing in Christ, the, uh, the walk of faith, and so forth. All those things are good to know and good to do, I'll tell you that. Well, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, the love of God today, my title is, Will the Real God Please Stand Up? Our churches across the board, now we can look at some huge uh, churches. We can see churches filled to the capacity. They're there, but the average church across the nation is not packed out today. And Many of those that should be there and were there at one time decided that they would stay home or stay away. For some, for the probably the biggest reason was the inconsistency of God's love toward them. One day God loved them, the next day he didn't because they broke a rule. They had a thought, they, um, they sinned, they made a mistake or they did it on purpose. They rebelled. And some of our theology in the past, and I'm sure is still hanging around today, that God doesn't love little boys that do this. God doesn't love little girls that do this. And it begins to be burned into our consciousness that we have an angry God just waiting to unleash his anger. Well, I'm talking to some of you that have been there and done that, and you've experienced some of the pain of it. We had a song in the church that was sung often, standing somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus. Well, seeing that I have a slight touch of humor in my life, I could always imagine Jesus standing in the closet with a ski mask on, waiting to pounce on me to catch me at some <laughs> nefarious thing I was up to as a teenager. Well, we find as we begin to know the love of God and the Father, who he really is, <clears throat> that um, that's not true. He's not up one day and down the next. He's not inconsistent. He's faithful and consistent. And the scriptures tell us in the Old Testament, God is not a man that he should lie. Well, that statement tells me 
that men lie, mankind. God is not a man. He doesn't lie. Therefore, what he says, he'll do. If he says he'll rescue you, if he says he loves you, he'll never stop loving you. And I love Romans, the eighth chapter. We read it often here on this channel because it's really our foundational, one of the foundational rocks we stand on is his undying, unending, never failing, never running out of it, love that he has for us. Well, John 3.16, of course, is that uh, pivot point that we, we really are turned into that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his unique and only type of son that he had, Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That word, that word um, only begotten is not singular. It means that it's that Jesus, the Christ, is the unique one, one of a kind. I tell you this, that uh, his love for you and for me is the foundational glue. That's kind of a play on two images there, but I want you to catch the fact that his love will never fail you. Now, as long as that love is in play or in or in action and functioning, then forgiveness and redemption is always available. Always available. I love, I love the book of First uh, John. He says, uh, <clears throat> "Don't sin." <laughs> The old, the old boys, the father, the elder in the house now, and he says, boys, don't sin. Okay, Dad, we won't. But he says, if you do, because he knew the, he knew the human race and he knew the tendencies of the boys. He says, if you do, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and. What you need to do, boys, is just repent. And he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse you from all of the, well, Paul called it the superfility of naughtiness, the overspray that comes in of unrighteousness, thoughts, actions, deeds. <laughs> so is God angry with you? Did God, here's a question for you, did God take out his wrath on Jesus on the cross, the whipping boy? Is that, is that what took place? Well, we, we've been taught that. I don't believe that's true because God was in Jesus Christ on the cross. He was doing the work that was promised to do, and that is a sacrifice will be made and it will be complete. It will complete the actions of redemption. I love, we went over some of this last week, but I love this thought that uh, the Old Testament had no direct teaching. There was no way that the Israelites knew that Jesus was going to die, or the Messiah, the Christ, was going to die and raise from the dead. That's why Peter rebuffed him and said, oh no, 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 you can't go there and die. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Well, 
obviously Satan was trying to vocal, vocalize something through Peter, and Jesus rebuked him. Why? Because Peter did not know out of the rabbinic teachings, the Jewish teachings, Peter and the disciples did not know that death was coming and resurrection. Why? Now, the scripture tell us again, the scriptures tell us that if they had have known that the demons and the rulers, if they had known that this was the plan that God had to bring the sacrifice, they wouldn't have done it because it kicked into gear the demise of the demonic rule. First thing Jesus did was go after the devil. And it wasn't just the devil in the man or the woman. It was the demonic presence and power that was ruling that region. We'll get into that perhaps this week as we continue on in our morning chats. But I want you to begin to see the, the, the grand scope of redemption was not just coming back to heal the sick in Jerusalem. It wasn't just coming back to cast the devil out of the demoniac of the Gadarenes. But it was dealing with the supernatural principalities and powers that had ruled those nations since the uh, the uh, time at at Babel. <clears throat> the Tower of Babel was the division of uh, of of the nations, and the nations went into as the scriptures tell us in <clears throat> in that section of seventy nations. The scripture, the uh, Babel went into 70 nations. And it's interesting, when Jesus sent his disciples out, he sent them out to 70 nations. Why? Because he was sending out uh, the message that your days are numbered. Not the nations, the demonic rulers over those lesser gods, demonic rulers over those nations. They were coming down because Jesus was going to the cross. <clears throat> and from the first early days after he came out of the wilderness, he had he focused his attention on going to Jerusalem <clears throat> and being crucified. He knew that from the outside outset. Okay, I do, I I've got a little. <laughs> I love that rabbit trail. That's a good one. All right, let's be reminded on Monday. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> I don't have a mute button on my studio here, so clearing my throat. Let's be reminded on this Monday of the grace and the mercy of our Father. Because <clears throat> I guarantee you're going to run into something out of your past this week that is going to set your mind back into failure or back into weakness, or you'll wonder why God would ever love a rascal like you, or you remembered when you stole that candy bar when you were 14 and you begin to feel guilty about it and condemnation comes. Well, I'm shooting wild here, just my illustrations, but I want you to hear the prophetic word. I want you to be established in the fact that God's love never changes and his mercy is the one is the is the, the section you know the item he has that covers forgives 
erases and puts it away and buries it. It's gone. Your sins are not there to be counted again. They're gone. <clears throat> Grace is the enabling power of God that gives you the ability to go forward. <laughs> I'm hearing that song. I've got so many thousand songs in my mind from I sat in church all my life singing these songs. Here's a chorus we used to sing. Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Buried in the deepest sea. <laughs> I, I remember the song, but I don't think I caught the essence of it as a youth because I kept coming back, kept coming back. We had to get saved like it never happened before if we had a thought or if we had an infraction of the rules. We had to get saved. There was no teaching on the fact that I was a son. And once you're a son of God, you can't be unsunned. I made that word up, by the way, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> you can't. Okay. The prodigal was still the son, even though he was a smelly mess. He was still the son. So catch a hold of the grace of God. The mercy and the grace of God. He didn't take his wrath out on Jesus. He was in Christ at the crucifixion to sacrifice and to bring about forgiveness, cleansing, redemption, sonship, daughter, we're sons and daughters. That's, don't get hung up on that word. Oh, my. What a wonderful revelation it is to know that we have been redeemed back to the Father. Now, stop comparing yourself with others. Stop trying to match up to some perfect scorecard that some theologian or your, you know, your uh, atmosphere, you know, the people you hang out with have made. God is the scorekeeper, and he knows how to, he knows how to keep it right. His love never fails, never fades out. You say, preachers, that mean I can be just a big jerk and a dummy and do what I want? No. No, when you begin to love, you follow that pattern of love always pays attention and wants to make it right with the one you love. You want to help, you want to heal, you want to nurture, you want to keep, you want to guard. When you love someone, you're not trying to cheat or fool around. The love of God never fails. Amen. Well, let that love permeate today, and we will see you in the morning again. Thank you for coming by, and thank you for your support, both in your prayers, especially in your comments also and in your thumbs up all the things that uh, that you do that uh, encourage us and help the internet you know that give it that punch now if you are moved by the holy spirit to send us a gift you can do that through paypal or put it in an envelope and lick the the <laughs> don't lick the stamp they don't lick anymore but you know 
seal the envelope and send it our way. There's an address right below. Well, God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his favor go ahead of you and open doors that will amaze you this week. God bless.